sharing our experiences through life, providing a raw and honest perspective on motherhood. Hey everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Mama Said What. I'm Remy, I'm a mum to two adorable little boys. And I'm Talia, a working mum juggling a career, motherhood. We may have different lifestyles, but we're here to share our experiences and support others on this crazy journey called motherhood. So grab a coffee, put your feet up if you can, and join us on this wild ride of motherhood. Mama said what? And cheers to all the mums out there. Let's go. Let's go. How's your week been? Do you not have good news of Oakley? He had his little hearing aids fitted, didn't he? Oh, I know. I got well, like, upset in there. I just think I've been saying it from, like, I don't know, like him being six months old. He can't hear. He can't hear. He passed his newborn check. Then he had another check when he done that seven-month stay in hospital. And they were like, oh, something's wrong with one of the ears, but not enough for us to do anything. We'll keep an eye on it. And then... I pushed and pushed and pushed and was like, definitely can't hear me. And now he's got two hearing aids. So it's like, I don't know. I felt like a bit upset for him because it's like, oh, like I felt bad because I thought, oh, he's not had the hearing aids in for so long. But yet I've tried to push it. Do you know what I mean? But then now he seems so quiet. But then when I do take the hearing aids out, like when he's nap and then he wakes up and he's not got them in, he's so loud. You know, obviously where he, he probably can't hear properly and he's shouting. Oh, it's like bittersweet. You're glad it got sorted, but it's also like you hadn't haven't been heard for like months and months and months, which I'm sure yeah. those medical mums can relate to. But he's um I've had to obviously make sure the boys and Sienna are fully aware that he's got this because they're hearing me pick up everything, like every sound. So I'm doing the whole inside voice and outside voice with the boys. Obviously Sienna's oh. more understanding, but Romeo's so loud like he forgets where he's at and he shouts a lot so I like the teachers have like read books and tried to prepare the boys for it as well because oh, it's just too much of wise. Oh bless you. But he's doing well. He That's went good. to Liverpool last month as well and then they've got the next surgery getting booked so I'm dreading that one. That's, yeah it's awful. But do you know what? Each you just got to look at it. Each surgery is a massive milestone to get him where he needs to be, and to get him as like you know as strong as possible. I try and look at it like that, but it's so hard when you're in the moment and like away from the other kids and like in an area that you don't know, and then you see him going through what he goes through, and I just think it actually knocks me sick. Like really knocks me sick. Um. And this surgery is going to be like the biggest surgery to date. So it's like I was an emotional wreck through the last one, let alone like this one's going to be 10 times worse. And I don't know. I just feel like the doctors do try and prepare you too much. So like when I went down last month, I had my psychologist in there and she even had to say to the doctors, I think that's enough now because they kept drilling in like the risks and it's just like, you've told me once you'd have to keep repeating it yeah it's horrendous like they have to tell you all the risks and stuff you know to have it there and for them but it is horrible to hear and absolutely like you don't want to see any child suffer and when you have to see your little boy suffer there's just awful absolutely awful do you get a lot of support from like medical mums online and stuff yeah since like I 
obviously come out with the condition that Oakley's got because obviously it was under radar for so long and that was only because I hadn't dealt with the situation myself um and I feel like I put, do you know what I felt like I did I know you said this to you I kind of put myself in such a dilemma where I was like it was I kept quiet for so long with what Oakley had and it wasn't because I was embarrassed it wasn't because of anything like that it was truly because I didn't know how to deal with it I was literally in survival mode and I got myself in such a position where I'm like now how do I say it now how do I come out with this like I got I think I just went so far down the line because I think he was about six or seven months when I eventually like told everyone and I think I put such pressure on myself because I did keep it so underwrapped oh um bigger thing as well then didn't I it? did I made a huge thing I remember talking but to then you it's like, like saying like you could get support out there Talia like just be like I think you should just you know let it out and you'll be surprised how much support you'll get but I think it went on so long because you were trying to cope with it that it then brought it into this massive thing to then sort of like announce like everything that happened and people then were saying like what's wrong like why is she not showing him and stuff like that so it was building like this thing that felt so big so then it got to a point where you like didn't know then what to do like shall I share it now or shall I not it um I think yeah. I dug myself a huge hole yeah and looking back I I don't regret doing it because I'm like I needed time to heal but I still hadn't healed and I got to the point where I was like I've got no choice now because there was people there, there was people in hospital trying to take pictures of him and I thought it needs to come from me like not that it was a thing that it shouldn't be a huge thing that it's so negative, but it needs to be, I need to be the one that tells everyone what's wrong with my son. Like, I didn't even know how it happened. Like, I didn't even know why I was born with it at the point where everyone was like, oh, you know, everyone was over the moon. You've had your fourth baby. It's a little boy. Well done. And you're not showing him. And I'm like, I, I couldn't digest what was going on because we had to wait like 60 days for the genetics team to send all the bloods and come back with the syndrome they knew what it was but they have to legally do the, te the tests and even then that was still like two months and then I just thought I couldn't do it I could not even cope even you used to face on me and be like what's going on and I, I just I couldn't no it took it took you a good few weeks to even like explain to me like and I remember we actually went through um, Maddox and Romeo, like our births were like, we literally FaceTime in the hospital, like as, as soon as we had had the baby and it took you a while, you just, I remember I got like one text that you wouldn't believe it or something along them lines. And then I was like messaging you back and you just wasn't replying. And I was like, is everything okay? And it took you a while to pick up the phone. I remember you just picked up the phone and you were just sobbing and you just, you know, you didn't have the words to explain like what was going on because you just, it's sort of like one of those things that you don't believe it's all happening to you. You don't believe that you're in the situation that you were in. Um, I think as well, you were the one that was like, obviously, through, like through the whole being seen in fetal medicine, Josh was with Aaron and we were like, there's things going, there's something wrong with the baby. And like Josh used to be like, Aaron, it's fine. There's nothing like you'll be fine you know we'll find out and then we all got discharged from fetal and it felt like all of us got discharged not just me because you, you were all going through it with me and then I remember him going down to like Josh and Mick and Adam and being like yeah everything's fine like we're over the moon and then the baby was born and it was just like couldn't be further away from what they said yeah it was horrendous I actually remember the day you sent me the letter 
that came through the post and it was like I think you put like guess what and you just sent me a picture and it was a letter to say that you've got the all clear from the MRI and stuff like that and we were literally just like see I told you there's nothing to worry about like we we're all on like cloud nine um and then obviously for that situation then to happen is just a huge shock um but yeah, you know what, Little Oakley has surprised us all and he's literally battled through every hurdle that he's had. Like such I a think as well, way. in fetal medicine, I remember saying to you, they told me worst case scenario would be learning difficulties because the box of the brain was missing. And then I was like, right, I can deal with that. I can deal with that. My sister's got learning difficulties. I can cope with that. And then obviously they've seen the box on the brain in the last MRI and then all of a sudden everything was gone and it's all fine, you've not got to worry. And then actually they couldn't be further from the truth. Learning difficulties or ASD or people would say it's ADHD and autism as well. Majority of the children with APERT syndrome have ASD and it's like that's just one minor thing that in this whole cycle of what Oakley's got to go through. But that's one minor thing. And that was the worst case scenario that they told me would happen. And then they just charged me and said, no, that's not the case at all. And it's like, how did you get it so wrong? Yeah. It, yeah, it's horrendous. Horrendous. And I don't think any parent that has been, any parent that has a child with disabilities and it's a shock and they don't know, I think it takes a long time for them to digest everything that's happened. Like Sarah Kaya's mum, or little boy that's got the same syndrome as Oakley, he's six. No, he's not. He's seven now. And even now, she said it took her, she felt like she had a bit of a breakdown at about two and a half, when he was two and a half. And I'm thinking, like, that's going to happen. Like, is that going to happen to me? Like, because I've still not really processed it all. Yeah. No, I, I feel like you're still learning to deal with deal with it now and it's something that you always will like each hurdle that hopefully comes by you're still learning aren't you you're still learning to be a medical mom but you've literally taken that by full force and you've been incredible like I literally you'll be like up researching things and yeah you've you've done incredible and I know that you know like doing a podcast like this it's like for all different mums out there and medical mums can then relate and it's just yeah it's nice it's nice to just all be here well even this morning I've had a message this morning, right? And this is where I think social media and like even this that we're doing is going to benefit a lot of people, not just in my case, but obviously your case that you're going to be talking about your life as well. But hi, Talia, we're about to head home after another long stay in hospital with and then the child's name. But we will be coming home with a ventilator machine. Can you share how how you have everything set up with Oakley? by the bed thank you so much I don't know this person I don't follow them they've come up as a requested account but like I want to be able to help people like I want to be able to like say this is what I'm going through and this is what I did and it worked for me it might not be the right way but it works for me and my kids and that's what I'm hoping like even us talking on the podcast we get loads of people coming in with like their stories or their experiences like I said not just with my life but with your life too yeah 100% I think like as a parent, no matter like where you're from or, you know, whether you're a single mom or you're in a relationship, everyone, there's always something to relate to. And I think for me and you, we're in completely different situations, but 
we all have the same thing to sort of like rant about or I could ring you and be like da, 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 and rant and then you could ring me and it can be completely different things but we, it all comes down to we've got the same thing to relate with we've got the children and like for me mine is more like yeah I've got the most incredible marriage and relationship and I am so so grateful for that but I also have lots of time on my own when Josh is away in training camps and stuff like that so it can be really lonely um, and that's another thing as well that we want to like chat about more in other episodes is like relationships and the importance of keeping a healthy relationship with children because it is a massive change don't be like, asking my advice on that huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, no like I honestly actually like looking back at different things like that the one thing that I've always said and I've learned from is making time for like the, your partner and your relationship and putting time into that and I think for you the situation was a lot harder because you had Oakley and at the time with Oakley you couldn't leave him you couldn't do things but we've been very similar in the way that I'm always like we need to prioritize time and I'm very much like that like Josh could be away training and then he comes back and although he's training so hard and he's training you know like to get into the ring which is a huge huge thing I'm also like spite him when he's back so I'm just like you know like help with the kids like I've been like you know like running with these kids for like six weeks or three weeks or however long it is it's a long time to be on your own so when you want him back I'm just like oh, take the kids but really we just need all time together so it is hard to like juggle everything I think as well people in look at our lives right and think even when I was with obviously the kid's dad, people look at our lives and think they've got nice life, they've got a nice lifestyle, they've got this, they've got that. Like they don't realise like how much, well, I used to jeopardise and you jeopardise now being on your own to be able to hold that family unit as well as have a nice lifestyle. Like the one big reason why, you know, my relationship like sort of started to deteriorate is because we didn't have time with each other and we had no choice to he was earning money through like boxing I had the kids up north we had not we it's not as if we could be like right let's just stay in one place and everything be okay and we help each other but then I think a lot of families whether you've got a job like mine or even like you know Aaron was obviously while well, he does boxing and I was when I was with him Josh like he works away a lot of families actually the parents the mum and dad kind of bypass each other because both of them have got to work do you know yeah. what I mean? Majority of the people, both people have got to work or one of them's got to take the work on and one of them's got to take the kids on. And I think that's where people don't really talk about that. They just kind of had have this big show on social media. They're like, we've got the perfect life of the perfect family. And it's like, actually, do you, if you sit down and actually talk about it, do you think you actually spend enough time with your partner? Do you think that you spend enough time like doing things for just you? Like, I bet nine times out of 10, they say no. We did get a few dilemmas sent in, didn't we? Well, I thought it'd be really funny to put up something on my Instagram, and then obviously you put up one on the um, on our podcast one, and you got loads of emails through, didn't you? Just about like funny dates and stuff, because me and you have had so many conversations in the past about like when we've had dates. Obviously, it's been a very long time, but. <laughs> It's just funny talking about because girls talk about that. Like any man that thinks that girls don't talk about like past dates, like seriously, of course we do. Like it's only natural. Like it's a laugh because nine times out of ten, most dates don't work out. I hate dating. Not that I've been on any dates any like, times recently, but I've never been at like a dater. I just think I don't know. 
it, I just, it's not me. Yes. Like, can you imagine saying, like, meeting someone and then just going to sit down and being like, hi, and then doing the whole small That's talk? Me. Like, Ugh. Ugh. yeah. I'd love to see you on a day. I'd love to be a fly on the wall. I think I would be so awkward because I'm not, <laughs> I know I act confident, right? Like, on social media, because I feel like I'm talking to my camera and I forget myself sometimes and think, <laughs> I've got people looking at this. I actually forget. I think and we then up on a day. Uh, like I couldn't think of video words. <laughs> really I was literally reading these like dilemmas and I was like, this is mortifying. Like, does it actually happen? It was like yeah, crazy. Shall we read a few? Because, yes. Um, oh. <laughs> So one girl has said, he purred in my ear. It was a massive turn off and I left and never spoke again. What would you do if this was you? He purred. That's right. <laughs> that is absolutely mortifying. What would you do if you went on a date, he lent in and he purred in your ear? It would knock me sick. It would actually knock me fucking sick. <laughs> I don't like things like that, me. That I mean, I'm quite a touchy-feely person when I get comfortable with someone, but even then, purring in the ear. <laughs> I don't want someone's breath that close to my ear anyway. Purring. I would have did, What did she do? She ran away. She never. She said she left and never spoke to him again. I'm not surprised. Me, I would have done the exact same, girl. The exact same. Imagine the awkwardness, though, of someone actually doing that this close to you that you've just met. Oh, this is a just... good one. She's 38 and she has a 23-year-old guy pursuing her. What She's asking, what is too big of an age gap? It feels wrong. So she's 38. How old is he? Yeah, he's 23. Oh, you've lost, I've lost my count. How many years difference is for that? For me, I don't know, but for me, I just find age 28 is just and what, 23 I'm, and what? She's 38. And how old is he? 23? Just, yeah. You're going to have to make me get a calculator out, aren't you? Um, 38 take away 23. 15, 15 years. That's quite a lot. That is a lot. I don't think it's more, I'm, I wouldn't be asked if I was a lot older and then like you're meeting an older man. But I think for... She's got herself a toy boy. <laughs> must be a milf. <laughs> I mean, could be a gill because my mum was a, my mum was a nan at that age. Um, I mean, to me, I'm like, you know, you never know, like age is just a number. If there's a huge connection there and it's meant to be, it will be. But I mean, Tally is looking at me like, no, that's way too old. But Josh is going to kick off. He said that. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like, there might be a natural connection with them. But she has said the guy is trying to pursue her. Maybe there isn't anything. So maybe, I don't know, she's 38 as well. Like, has she got children? I don't know. Does he want more children? Like, I yeah. think that's a big thing when a woman's older than a man, if they haven't, if they have got kids and they hit past a certain age, not even an age, but once you've had your kids, you don't, I don't know, like I wouldn't want any more. 
Um, oh, and I would you're saying no to no me. more kids? No more kids. I want a hysterectomy, Han. Um, I just think for a woman, you've got, well, a man's got to take in consideration that if you meet a woman with kids, they might not actually want more kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like later on, will that bring pressure into the relationship? Like he hasn't got kids, she does, he wants them. It could bring, you know, yeah. Maybe keep looking. She could just have fun and see what happens. Exactly. Um, which <laughs> other one should we go for? There's so many. I know we got quite a good response putting that up, didn't we? I know, there's loads. Is there any you want to pick? It just shows that these mums want to talk about their dating lives because it's funny. You want to hear other people's stories. <laughs> I need to suppose it won't come. Dating dilemma, being a full-time mum. <laughs> She's... Oh, That's true. She got a present from the guy. It was a personalised steamy novel using their names. What's a steamy novel? <laughs> <laughs> no, what does that mean? A steamy, like, as in, like, a sexual book. A sexy oh, book. I can't read, and so I'd he... be asked for that. <laughs> And yeah, he put their names in it. I mean, I don't know what to think about that. Ooh. That would put me off straight away. I just like a nice little poem. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I don't want to hear your poems anymore. <laughs> I got proposed to. I'm sick of trying to spit rhymes for you. <laughs> <laughs> so then you to send love notes to Josh. <laughs> Are you a present or a card kind of girl? Present. Oh, I knew you were saying that. See, I just love a card. Like, I'm fuming if I don't get a card. No, <laughs> I, I do like a nice card. To be honest, like I said to my mum in that at Christmas, don't, I, don't, I don't want cards from them because they will just go in the bin. But obviously, when you're in a relationship, <laughs> I do think it's so nice having a nice card that's been written nice. I just nothing feel like... too CD. No, I'm not saying it needs to be cheesy. I'm just saying, like... You're a liar. Me, okay, I do love it. <laughs> no, I, I just think like a card, like they've gone out, they've brought the card, they've thought about the words they're putting it in. To me, that means everything. Where, like, what I like a pair of shoes and you just ordered them. Like, I'm grateful for them, but I prefer a card. I mean, I do like a flannels or Selfridges delivery, <laughs> but I do like a moon pea card. So I'm a bit of both. <laughs> yeah, a bit of both. Um, oh my god, some of these are actually mortifying. Read them, read them, Han. Oh, I can't read them because I've got not my got, not, I've got my specs on, so I'm letting you do that job. Someone said the day is no boring, but he don't fuck off, and you're too shy to say something to get away. I mean, tell you, what would you say? Say it again. I guess the earphone isn't really working. The date, the date is so boring but he don't fuck off and you are too shy to say something to get away. It depends what, what situation I was in, as in, was am I in a restaurant? If I was in a restaurant, it would just be a toilet job and then run. Car. <laughs> block. And yeah. it would be a block, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would probably text my best friend telling her to call me and make up a dramatic story and I'd be like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. 
I think that's why it freaks me out the whole dating lifestyle whatever you want to call it is because it's like I just don't want to be put in a shit situation where I don't know and I'm not saying I've got high expectations either because I don't whatsoever but I still think like I've said this to you before and I don't mean this in a bad way like I earn my own money I cope on my own with the kids yeah I do have a carer you know they go to the, they go and see their dad at times that they go and see their dad like I've got quite a nice little life it is hard you do. but then for someone else to come into that it's like eh, I don't know I think it just completely think, puts me off do you think as well like dating you know now you've got kids and you've got four children is it something that you're just like do know it feels a lot different now because obviously you've got children something do you make it a big thing in your head or are you just happy to you know I just on? think as well like I don't like having people in my house obviously like I said I've got nurses that's different but like I struggle with having I like having my own space and I think I've got so used to being on my own now that I actually don't mind it like the time I put the kids to bed I've done some work I'm going to bed so like yeah. it's it's I I don't know it just freaks me out like I would never get in a like rush to get into a relationship or rush to go dating like, I just think and I think you would be the same if obviously anything ever happened in your marriage which it probably it wouldn't touch what it wouldn't but I'm just saying like your personality is quite similar to mine and I think that that would be you you would just focus on your kids and you're so wrapped up at being, being around your kids that it's it would be hard work do you think sometimes though like obviously the kids are your massive priority and they are they always will be your main priority do you think now that you should give more time for yourself and or you know like because there's so many single mums out there that may feel guilty and going like on a date or you know trying to find someone so like what's your view on that my view is I'm in a situation where I've probably been out what four times in like 18 months maybe maybe five times in 18 months and Sienna's 10 and I've never gone out at night and been like I'm going on a date I've always gone out with the girls Sienna's known them it's been people up here and even then mum where are you mum who are you with mum what are you doing and you know I've gone out with like Emma who's one of the kids mums from the school and you know I've gone out with my friend Charlene and Sienna's obviously got their numbers and she's actually texted them and been like, what time's mum home? Bearing in mind, she might be at a sleepover or, well, yeah, she's always been at, sleep, at a sleepover or I've had obviously a babysit at my house and that's obviously those four or five times that I've gone out. And I remember once she was at my friend Danielle's because she wanted to sleep over. So I thought, well, I might as well go out. I have no kids at home. So it wasn't as if I planned for her to go and she still was texting me. I had to tell Danielle to tell Sienna, like, that's enough now yeah. because it's like and I like she treats me as if I'm her daughter do you know what I mean and I think when mums do have older children and they're fully aware of situations it is harder yeah 100%. 100% so like I wouldn't feel bad on my children like if that was something that I wanted to do but it would be more of it's more I don't know I wouldn't want any parent, even a father or a mother, to feel like they they should feel guilty for going on a date or going out or spending more time 
like away like I don't I think it's absolutely crazy that people think that you should be with your children 24 7 and that should be it yeah that should be a priority but you need to have you time 100% and I don't get lots of me time but no you don't but you no, don't really I do, do you like no I don't um no <laughs> I definitely don't it is hard like you I and Josh like... what was that like you and Josh, for instance, like obviously you're like completely different. You're, you know, you're you're in a marriage. So like your situation would be like spending time together. You don't really yeah. have that because one, like you don't really have anyone that you really trust for the kids. So you do have obviously your mum and dad. But even then, like your mum and dad, like your dad works, they've got your brother, they've got a busy life, but they still help you when you want help. Like for instance, Josh's fights. But if you thought like once a week, I want to go out for dinner, you and Josh are very like no, because you you do you are the worst for it. You do feel bad if you have to ask someone to help you, like you do. I hate it, and it literally I will like drag it out so much to the point that my mom like recognizes it, and I'll be stressed on the phone, and she's like, "All you need to do is ask." Like if you tell me, like for example today, actually she's got JJ, um, but I was like, "Oh, I'll make it work," and I'll just put him upstairs and put a film on and get his toys out. Like he's five now, so. He's that little bit older, so he's happy, like, playing and stuff like that. But she was like, just ask for help. Like, all you've got to do is, like, bring an ask. And I'm like, oh, I know. But my parents are incredible. They're amazing. They are little social butterflies, though. So <laughs> they get busy, busy weekends. But, yeah, I can't fault them. Whenever Josh fights, they have them for the whole week, um, which is bittersweet because I actually wish they could be there to watch and support. But they've got to have the kiddies. <laughs> Your mum cracks me up. <laughs> she's lady that lunches lady that spars lady that holidays she wishes. <laughs> they do love a holiday um they yeah, love a holiday they do she is absolutely amazing she is literally yeah yeah see my mum annoys me my mum's like my best friend and my dad used to say this when they split up when mum does split up when i was younger my dad used to say the trouble with you and your mum you two she treats you like you're a pal and she does, like me and her just bicker. When she comes and visits, like she's amazing, like she'll take over the house and like take over the cooking and everything like that. But when it comes to, it gets to the point where we're like, she knows she needs to go home and I know she needs to go home because yeah. we just end up like kicking off. Or like when I'm on the phone, like she's buttoning in and like, here we're getting, like, who's that? Like, Your phone's just gone off, who's text you? And I'm like, are you for real? I'll be on FaceTime to you, but if your mum's there, it just ends up meeting your mum on FaceTime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm grateful for all the help that they give. But yeah, I don't really have, like, we've moved now. And I don't really have anyone in the area that, you know, can babysit. But then at the same time, like, when Josh is in training camps, we don't go for dinners and stuff like that anyway. And I am kind of like a stay-at-home kind of girl. I do love just watching a nice movie, having a takeaway on a Saturday night. Like, that's my favourite kind of night. But, um, yeah, we don't really go out much when he's in training. And then after, you know, like, after a fight and stuff, we do try and, like, have some us time or get away. But, yeah, it is hard. Yeah, but then even times when you have had a babysitter or you, Josh, have planned something and you've dropped the kids off to your mum and dad... I don't actually remember the last time you actually dropped them off and actually went out because you've been like, oh, we've decided to go to stay in. <laughs> like, you do do that. You do. 
Oh, I we've know. decided to just stay in. And I'm like, you've got no kids, mate. Josh is not in camp. Like, the amount of times I've said that to you, and you're like, yeah, but we've just got an early night because we've got to go and get them up early in the morning. The JJ's got football. Like, you do do that. Yeah. I just feel like this little teaser is good, like, just to let everyone know, get to know us, have a little catch up. And then, like, obviously, going forward, there's going to be so many different things coming on here. And some goofy, juicy gossip. I can't get my words. Oh, I didn't think you cared about the things, man. Got Gucci in your head. Oh, yeah. What have you got to do for the rest of the day? I'm proper minging, you know, like sat here in like my post surgery bra. I just, it's all I live in at the moment. I can't be asked. I'm sweating my tits off. I love boobs, me. Like, I'm I'm such a boo person. Mine are natural. No, they're not. We will talk. We will talk to you about Talia's wangers. I'm <laughs> um, so I had my boobs done when I was about 19. So after I had Sienna, because I was literally like a bloke, like nothing. I couldn't eat. My mum used to laugh and say, why are you even putting a bra on? There's nothing keeping in there. And it used to literally gave me the biggest complex ever. And she was so right. So I had them done and I had three, two, five CC implants which I'd say I was probably like oh, a comfortable I only know I found out because I was my previous surgeon. Um, and I went with Harley Medical Group in London. And then this time, obviously, I've had three other babies, but breastfed two of them, but then I pumped for Oakley. So it, obviously, I don't want, what are they called? Cow udders. I don't want that. So they didn't look like they never they didn't look like when they when I first had them done and they were like coming up to like how old how many years is that if I was 19 20 to 1 to 2 to 3 to 4 25 26 you had seven year old boobs I'm not really 26 hun. I just tell everyone that 26 oh. 27 28 20. oh my god my oh my god I can't believe I've oh, just done that 10 years yeah but I've just used my fingers I don't know how I've if it was only 10. Um, so yeah, my boobs were 10 years old. So they were coming. You don't have to get them done every 10 years. It's such a myth. But I definitely needed to because obviously I had loads of um you knocked that that's it. Skin. Skin. I had that skin there from breastfeeding. And I think even if I didn't breastfeed and I just had them, your boobs go huge when you're pregnant, and then obviously they shrink down, didn't they? So I had extra skin, but then when I went to the um my have my pre-op he said that my implant had come out of my pocket because I kept getting loads of pain and kept feeling like it was swishing when I was walking Ooh. like I bend down and it literally felt like a water bomb was going around my boob and it was ugh, knocking me sick so I had to put like a stitch on on this implant anyway um I went I did go bigger I went up to so I went from a two what was it two two five cc I think I had and then I've gone from that to 550 oh do you know what God. I just thought if you're gonna do it go big or go home because oh, I love boobs I want big boobs but then even now my surgeon had this 550 ready for me and a 600 cc were you a Katie Price fan when you yeah she was my inspo for when I went to my pre-op so yeah I went from 225 cc up to 550 and then um the surgeon did get a 600 out because I was, I mean, you know, obviously, Remy, you remember when you had your boobs done, you go in, they put a bra on you and they give you the chicken fillets to try and you think, oh, I like that, I like that. But then I loved the 600. 
but then when 600 cc so he said right what i'll do is you don't have to make a decision now your surgery is in two weeks i'm going to take both implants i'm going to order both implants and you can pick on the day and i chickened out went for the 550 i was fuming when my um swelling went down they're perfect now because you're they are perfect but i do want i love big boobs um because you're such a small frame you don't want them like absolutely massive be like a dolly parton yeah, Bye. see, I love that. Bye. Make a living. Like, I never wear a bra. <laughs> I never wear a bra. And obviously, when I don't know what happened to your like nipples, but when you had yours done, they obviously say that you lose sensation or you get more sensation. So I was hoping I could lose sensation and then I can get my nipple pierced. But if mine went the opposite, they went really sensitive. So even through this like sports, well, medical bra I'm wearing, um, my nipples are constantly like this. So now I can't get my nipples pierced because honestly, anytime I even touch them or even have a t-shirt rubbing, they like pulling out. Would you get your nipple pierced? I want one of my nipples done, but it's just too painful. Oh no, 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 no I think no. it looks so nice when you've just got a top oh, on. I don't like it. I love it. What, tell me about yours. How, what size are yours? Oh, mine are just diddy. No, they're I not, I've like, seen I've... them, mate, don't worry. No, they are. They're small. I'm only a D. But I was a D. No, what C C did you get? No, no clue. Absolutely no idea. I think you've got big ones. No. I've only got little boobs. And no, mine aren't I'm like. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm definitely I've seen not. them, mate. No, I don't like talking about it. You've got I'm nice funny. little perky nipples as well that are like <laughs> tiny. They're nice. Hey. Oh, I've got yeah. huge fucking monsters. <laughs> oh my god! What's I always look at girls' boobs. Like, do you know on Instagram and stuff? Like, it's really bad. Like, I do look at girls' boobs and like, or I'm walking down the street. I'm like, oh, and she's got like in the summer. I'm like, oh, she's got a nice pair of boobs. I love boobs. Yeah, you are a boob kind of girl, aren't you? Are you a yeah. bum girl? No, and I think that's because I had no boobs when I was younger, and I used to be so jealous of the girls at school that all used to have like C cup tits, and there was me with my triple A Marks Spencer bra that I really didn't have to wear. And I think that's why it just give you a bit when you're younger, like you just look, didn't you? Like Sienna, Sienna's ten, and like I feel like she's developing. Where I didn't develop until I had my boobs done. But I, the only night sleep I get when I have surgery. <laughs> yeah um, I've had obviously like I had composite bonding but I'd like to get proper veneers done again again I would like to get them done I'd like to get my teeth done again but have the uh veneers but I'm not going to do that yet um but my next thing I would like to get done is my nose I really no, want my nose done. no 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 see I disagree I saw a before and after picture of Michelle Keegan the other day on Instagram and I was like I want her nose because she, Why can't she's Michelle Keegan be honest with what surgery she's had? She says I she's think had a lot of people don't be honest, though. I think a lot of people in the public eye or on social media, they're not honest. Like, they go and do it, and it's like all hush-hush. Like, I feel like if you want to get something done, it makes you feel better, then you should go and do it. You shouldn't have to hide it. Like, 100%. I don't get that. Like, the whole weight loss thing, people having liposuction and, like, gastric bands and things like that, and they hide it. And they're like, oh, I've lost the weight through this. And it's like... You haven't. You've had surgery, which is okay. Like that is okay. What? They've been to Turkey. Imagine if I just thought, 
I'm going to keep it a secret that I've had my tits done. And people think, wow, she's got well good wangers for like four tits. <laughs> like, I could have easily done that, easy done that, but I didn't. Yeah. I just think people should speak freely about it because. I, don't, I wouldn't ever want Sienna to grow up and think, oh, I want that done because my mum's had it, or I think I should have this. I want her to love herself and love her body and love her face. But I think the world that we live in, like, if you're unhappy about something, can you've got the money to change it? Or, you know, you decide to go down that route. Like, you should freely, you should be able to freely speak about something that you want to change. 100%. You shouldn't be embarrassed because you want to have something done. No, I completely agree. But... Also, I think social media is a huge part of this. Like, you see, like, the most beautiful, beautiful girls on there. And you're just like, oh, my God, like, I literally want this done or that done or this done. But, like, a lot of the photos are edited and you don't, like, I feel like you can always chase for more. And I feel like that's when people can ruin themselves. Personally, I think you can go overboard. Oh, a million percent. I'm, I'm the world's worst for it. I look at, like, like I just said it. I saw Michelle Keegan before and after picture and I was like, I want a nose job. And I've exactly. been saying to you for months, I want my nose done. And, and I, I keep, keep disagreeing. I know, but I just don't think you need it. Like, you've got a lovely nose. Like, it's there's nothing wrong with your nose. You don't have a big nose. You I have just a lovely have a size a nose. nose. I know, but this is what happens. And then people go and do it, and then they end up with their nose like this. And no, like, not like that. I don't want a Percy Pig nose. <laughs> I would just like a thinner nose and turned it up a little bit. Jade, what do you think of my nose? I think it should leave. I, th I think it should leave your nose. Liar! No, but you—that's gonna—that's a phase. So you want a thin nose with a pixie bit at the end. But what about when you don't want that anymore? Can you get filler? You, I suppose, you can get filler back in it. I've had filler in my nose, but it doesn't—it just doesn't last long. No, Talia, I'll be so cross with you. Not that you're gonna listen to you me. Don't be anyway. saying that when you say you say to Josh. Have you seen Talia's nose? I want the same nose as her, hun. I won't do anything to my nose. You I will when you see me. your whole face. <laughs> what are you saying? There's what? nothing wrong with my nose. I think well, you I can know. change you your whole face. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> um, to be fair, like the one thing that I always wanted done was my teeth. And before we got married, you, you I literally... Yeah, because they're fake. Oh, really? <laughs> are they... Are they um, Composite or veneers? Veneers. Did they shave down the teeth? Mine didn't need that much prep work. I had. Where like, did you go for oh, yours? I hated yeah. my teeth Perfect. before. No, I didn't. I wish I did. It would have been half the price. I just went to like uh, the dentist that I've always gone to, which is a private dentist in me. But uh, that was the best thing I ever, ever done. And I was like, I'm so glad I've done it because I watched back like my wedding video and I was literally like smiling from the beginning to the end. If I didn't have these teeth in, I'd be I never watched that video back. I would have been mortified. Um, yeah. I never liked my teeth. I didn't ever smile. I still don't like smiling in pictures. I still think I look really weird, but I'm like that. Just oh, like I smile. I look like I don't know. <laughs> People say to me, "You've got so... a bitch face in your pictures," and I'm like, and I've had my teeth done. Yeah. Um, that was the best thing I've ever done. So, yeah. I think teeth are important to people. Don't you? Yeah. Josh has never had braces and his teeth are like completely straight. I literally had Invisalign. I think I had braces when I was a kid. Then I went for Invisalign. I've wasted so much money. I should have just banged out the veneers straight away. Yeah. 
I mean, I went with a dentist and had the veneers, composite veneers, had them taken off, and then I went with the Invisalign. You know what I'm like. I cannot stick for stuff like that for shit. So then I went to the dentist and I was on like week 15 of this Invisalign. She was like, have you been sticking to it? The x-ray looks the same. And I was like, no. And I was like, look, I can't be asked to this. Can you just put my composite back on? <laughs> so she literally just recomposited all my teeth because I just couldn't, You've I couldn't deal teeth. with the act. Huh? You've got lovely teeth. I just want them smaller. Smaller? Yeah, I want them smaller. I've got quite big teeth here. But I used to have bangs, See, I, so... I wish I had, like, bigger teeth here. Look at your pearly whites, hun. They They're like nice, aren't they? Have you never noticed? You know me, family, yeah? I think the lip gloss is complimenting and lovely. <laughs> My Vaseline. Is that what it is? It's well glossy. Mm. My little tub of Vaseline. What is it called? <laughs> I love Vaseline, mate. I always normally put it in my car and put it on. <laughs> I love Vaseline. Mate. I love Vaseline. <laughs> I used to, oh my God, it's a funny story, right? Sienna, the other day before school, she loved, obviously, she's 10 years old, loved this whole skincare shit. She comes down and I would double looked at her and I went, What's that on your face? It's well shiny. She was like, I've just done my skincare. And I was like, What have you got on your face? I said, That ain't skincare. Bearing in mind, she's got all this like, drunk elephant stuff it definitely doesn't make her face look like that she looked like she had baby oil on her face it was she covered her face in vaseline stop it her face not even her lips or like a little bit maybe up there to give a little like nice shine it was her face i was like you get upstairs and wash that off absolutely like you're gonna get in so much trouble at school so i had a word with a teacher because the kids at the moment keep taking like lip glosses in and like eyeshadows and mascara you know, like little bits like that. And I just said, like, she keeps trying to, like, put makeup on before school. I'm not having it. They try, they grow up so quick nowadays. I hate it. I remember, oh, like, no, just... nowadays I look at, like, TikTok and, like, these girls are, like, all dressed up. They look about 18. I was, like, still playing with dolls at that, their age. Like, oh, I had brats. Yeah. And I just think, I brats now they've got, seven. like, yeah, they've got, like, a full face of the contoured makeup on twerking to some TikTok dance and I used to be like what the hell like I literally had like I don't know I was like a little kid like played with dolls and everything at that age so yeah sad. I did see even Sienna like I the only reason I got her a phone was purely because it only was in that hospital was so much and like she needed to have that reassurance with me like she could text me or ring me whenever she wanted and even now like, I ban TikTok off her phone she does TikToks with me and like me and her will have a laugh and sit in there and flip through but she's not allowed it on her phone Absolutely not. No. The amount of things that I've seen on there that are like triggering for like ten year olds to see. Like there was ones with like cutting themselves, and like there's ones of like no. um, see if you can you can eat food without swallowing it. And you know what I'm like about choking. And I'm like, imagine if she tried like something like that she'd seen on the internet. Absolutely not. So she's not allowed TikTok on her phone. Banned it. Yeah, it's awful, and it's like another thing of like. The girls wanting to look this certain way and stuff like that as well and I just think and like you know like kids growing up and I just think all these problems can lead from social media like people that want a body like this girl or want to be like this natural skinny girl and stuff like that I think it can just bring up so many problems but it's also a thing that like you don't want to be out of it if you don't have social media or if you don't have that so it's like catch 22 isn't it 
Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And be sure to tune in next week where we'll have a lot more gossip, a lot more fun. And soon we'll be having some special guests. So please follow us on Instagram at Mama Said What. And we'll be on YouTube, TikTok, and a lot of other platforms. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.